Thanks for joining me, Patricia Maguire, for another reading at Poetry P. There's something a little bit different today. We're going to hear the latest Poetry P Renku, and I'm joined by Nick Hoffman, who led the Renku, Lorraine Padden, Sherry Grant, Richard Bailey, Joshua St. Clair, and Eric Nicholson, who composed it and will be reading it for you. Unfortunately, Laughing Waters, who also took part in the Renku, isn't very well, so I'll read her part. Get well soon, Laughing Waters. I'm looking forward to reading more of your work when you're better. You can listen to the Renku here on the podcast, but if you'd like to read along with it, then you can go to our YouTube channel, listen and watch it there. Otherwise, the Renku will be printed in the Poetry P Journal 122, which should be out in June. If you're signed up for the mailing, you'll be one of the first to know it's ready. So what is a Renku? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in the podcast today, but my favourite explanation is in Jane Reichel's book, Writing and Enjoying Haiku. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you have a favourite explanation, do please share them with me via email. But in a nutshell, Renku, or Renga, has been and is a social way of writing poetry. It takes the form of a three-line haiku, followed by a response of two lines. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? But it does get a little more complicated. It needs to link and shift. So what does that mean? Well, each new verse should link to the previous one, and the new verse should shift the renku onto new things when compared to the previous but one verse. Told you it sounded complicated. Now there are different types of link. Object linkages, which are physical associations between objects, space or time. Meaning linkages, which link words in adjacent verses, perhaps using association or comparison or contrast. And then of course there's the linking of an emotion or a mood. You could see Renku as a game Or you could take it much more seriously and try and create a piece of work that will pass the test of time. I hope the Renku you're about to hear does pass that test of time. Our poets have all come, as you're about to hear, with their own voices, their own style, but have gathered together and written a Renku that expresses their voice whilst being respectful of the voices of others. Poetry P nearly always has a Renku in progress but we don't at the moment. So if you'd like to take part, do let me know and I'll get one started. Email me at poetryp. So, shall we have a listen to the latest Renku? Before we hear the Renku, Drinking Moonrise, I'd really like to introduce the poets and hear some of their original work. So welcome poets, and we'll start with Eric Nicholson. Eric, would you like to read us your poem? Matching our footsteps, a nightingale's sudden song. We step out of time. Matching our footsteps, a nightingale's sudden song. We step out of time. Thanks, Eric. Is that um, a new piece or was that? already published somewhere. Yes, it's a new piece. It hasn't been published anywhere. 
we're very honoured. Thank you very much indeed. Joshua, Joshua Sinclair, would you like to read your piece for us? Sure. Uh, a lit cigarette in her fist, moonshine. A lit cigarette in her fist, moonshine. Uh, that appeared in Surrey Dora number six, November, December, 2021. And now Laughing Waters isn't with us, but I have a little something from her. Traffic light, pausing my walk, the red dragonfly. Traffic light, pausing my walk, the red dragonfly. And that's from our own journal from um, autumn 2021. Next, we have Lorraine A. Padden. Lorraine, welcome. Let's have your poem. Thank you so much. Wolf Moon, papering over the windows for the Ave Maria. Wolf Moon, papering over the windows for the Ave Maria. And I think that's an original piece or an unpublished piece too, isn't it? Yes, uh, written a couple of weeks ago in response to what's going on in Ukraine right now. Yeah, very moving, thank you. Nick Hoffman, Nick, can we hear your work? Sure, no problem. After midnight, the scent of fallen leaves welcomes me home. After midnight, the scent of fallen leaves welcomes me home. And that uh, was in Modern Haiku, issue 53-1. That's funny, just hearing your voice, it's like your voice welcomes me home because I grew up with the Irish voices in my, <laughs> my home. Thank you very much. Richard Bailey is next. Richard, welcome. Please do read us your poem. Thank you. Uh, this is an early uh, poem that I wrote that was published in the Haiku Journal uh, for 2019, issue 62. Cloudless winter sky, shimmering sun points on snow, sculpted rabbit tracks. Cloudless winter sky, shimmering sun points on snow, sculpted rabbit tracks. I think you said, Richard, this is one of your first published pieces. It was also one of the first 50 haiku I wrote. That's, uh, that's quite amazing because when I look back at on my first efforts, they're awfully long and wordy and probably not really haiku. So <laughs> that was a great start. Thanks, Richard. And last but not least, Sherry, Sherry Grant. Thank you so much for being with us because it's very early in the morning where you are. <laughs> Can it we hear so your work? Mystery of Runaway Cookies. The mice did it. <laughs> Mystery of Runaway Cookies. The mice did it. <laughs> this was first published in Haiku in Action Week 40, um, 2021. Um, October the 7th. Thanks, Sherry. That's very, very <laughs> funny. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to all of you for reading us your work. And now we're going to hear Drinking Moonrise. Folding chairs after her memorial. Evening downpour. At the repast, my shoes still wet from the grass. Mourners move away. Sun and moon together now, voices drift. 
a blackbird singing deeper into the night. Insomnia, spinning the white album until dawn. Buddha's sunken eyes won't shut off that bright light. Crimson silk curtains sway in the soft breeze. Rowan berries. Dancing over the abyss. A rhythm of maple leaves before the fall. I wipe cobwebs on the rusty rake. A ringtone in the tree, only a starling. Golden hour, a horizon set on fire. Plum wine, drinking moonrise from your lips. One thousand and one nights slowly fills the Big Dipper. Flooding the eyes in a cosmic blur, memories. All the tiny flakes of snow. Shifting winds, volcanic ash settles on the cobblestones. A lizard slithers this way and that. A woman recites a sutra early morning mist. Waiting for a train that never arrives. A cricket song holding up the walls in the empty hall. Amaryllis stalks blooms on antique wallpaper. Determination without emotion, scentless. A faded boutonniere in her jewelry box. Rich blacks, pearly whites, sharing the wedding album with her granddaughter. A smartphone snap, a crunch of crisps. First kiss, the taste of popcorn. 30 pieces of silver in the pocket of Judas. Sunflower seeds stuck in uncombed beard, a weeping cough. Escape from darkness to brilliant sunshine. Hustle and bustle overwhelm the senses. Vertigo. Black Friday. The storm lasts all weekend. Under the duvet, I listen to the wind, to the rain. Karma unravels. Back to the beginning. Endless troubles, driftwood under the bridge. Old friends gather around the table once more. So now I'd like to ask you a little question about how you got on with Renku. How, how was it for you? But my first question has to go to Nick. Nick, drinking Moonrise. Why yeah. did you settle? on that as a title? Uh, well, I wanted to take a title from one of the lines in the poem. And uh, Joshua had a great um, haiku in the poem about plum wine and drinking moonrise. And uh, I, it just kind of a, evoked the idea of a group of friends sitting around in the nighttime drinking wine or sake or beer or whatever and drinking too much but having a great time. and maybe like the old uh, Renku parties, you know, um, where, where people would pose verses like this. 
I just thought it was appropriate and and uh, I liked that it was slightly um, slightly surreal uh, the idea of drinking moonrise yes. um, kind of romantic and just the way that the, the poetry you, you kind of are breaking out of you know the normal run of things into, into other other realms yes. so I just thought that encapsulated all that so oh great idea thank you thank you for that and how did you all get on working with others in the Renku? I think, Eric, you, you had a point you wanted to make. Well, I think um, most people think of writing as a solitary activity, including myself. I've always thought of it as fairly solitary. And um, I really welcomed the opportunity to work in a group. And it's um, quite challenging. Um, I found myself responding perhaps to key words in the preceding uh, haiku. That's the way I went about it. But I really appreciated working with others. Yes, it's interesting. Um, Richard, how did you get on? Well, it, I uh, was pretty unsure of myself because um, I had never participated in a renku before. So... After I wrote my first uh, poem, I asked Nick for some feedback on it, and he was kind enough to do that for me. And um, that helped me to both to feel that I was on the right track and that um, uh, I would probably be okay. You know, it was also um, very, as far as working with other people, it was really nice to as the poem went along to go through it, not only to check to make sure you weren't using a noun that had been used already, but also to get the, I, I wasn't sure whether we were supposed to be telling a story or not. And I thought there was a story evolving. And um, I, um, I tried to go with that too, to sort of have a, in addition to just having the, the, the switch and, and, the, um, uh, and the commonality, parts, I also was trying to make it part of the whole that mattered. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting one. I think technically we're not supposed to be telling a story in this, but I think most of the Renkus that I've enjoyed reading have got some train of thought, some story flowing, flowing through them. And um, the other thing I quite like about them is that I think Jane Reichold speaks of them as, as a, something like um, like being at a dinner party where, you know, it starts off really quiet and slow and then it, you know, as the drink flows, it gets sort of, very, the conversations get very interesting and, and so on. And I just love that, that way of the, of the Renku. I think Lorraine, you wanted to say something a little bit about the, the social uh, or the social history of, of, of the Renku. Yeah, I mean, it's this wonderful sort of group creative activity and placing it at a, at a dinner table or in a room uh, back in when it was popularized in Japan in the 19th century, it, it became this, this event where the sake would flow and poets would come up with verses to outdo what came before, but take it in a new creative direction. And so, yes, stories, I think, are automatically woven and generated out of that um, group collaboration. And it's just really interesting to think that 
This is a centuries old art form that we're now bringing to the West. And by the gift of this technology, we can all collaborate together from around the world to create this piece. And we don't have to be sitting, you know, passing, passing the bottle, although that would also be really fun and could, <laughs> could result in some really interesting poetry. But this, in my mind, this is just such an honor and a wonderful way to kind of keep that art, that, uh, that form alive and to make it truly universal. Something I wanted to pick up on was I've been thinking about maybe uh, putting together an improvised uh, Renku to get six people or so in a room or in a Zoom room, maybe. Um, as you say, this technology is great. We can do this around the world and just create, see what we can create in maybe an hour in terms of a Renku. So uh, maybe Lorraine, you can remind me of that at some point, because I know you and I work quite a lot together because Lorraine is part of the editing team at uh, Poetry P. Oh, I would be <laughs> delighted, Patricia, thanks, absolutely. Right, keep me, keep the, my finger on the pulse on that one then, Lorraine, <laughs> we'll do that. Um, and Sherry, I know you do a lot of uh, Renga or Renku. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I write a lot of Renge with um, friends because I um, I was invited to actually give a presentation at um, HSA um, last uh, conference last year. That was only um, about a few weeks after I started writing Renge. And I was like, wow, I was like really honored and surprised. So I started inviting so many people to write Renge with me as practice and uh, around the world. And uh, eventually I was able to deliver it and I just um, developed a, a, a liking to it because as a, a chamber musician myself, I find the collaboration quite amazing thing to do, especially across the world. And you sort of sh um, sharpen your own skills while you're doing that. And all the um, shifts and um, linking, it's just like chamber music. You take that, you respond to what the others give to you and then yeah it's sometimes quite unexpectedly yeah something wonderful just happens yeah I think that's another another joy of, of working um, because as we demonstrated at the beginning you all have very different voices uh, and, it, and I think it's sometimes quite hard to work together when you have so many different voices and yet even though somebody will throw something at you that you're not expected you can invariably come up with something interesting at the end of it. It's just, it's it's super. It's how interesting that as a musician you find that that experience is is similar. Yes, I think all arts are actually linked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not creative enough. That's my problem then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Joshua, when we were talking uh, before we started recording this. You said something very interesting about the linking and shifting. Tell us, perhaps you'd like to elaborate on that. Sure. I, I, I didn't always struggle to, to link. I was always, I feel like I was always able to find something in the prior verses that I could, I could dig into. Um, but the shifting was, was more difficult for me um, because you're trying to go not just away from the, the one verse prior, but also away from all the other prior verses. And there are many times I would, you know, write out a, a couple, a couple verses. And as I was going back, I, I had inadvertently backlinked and ended up having to discard a lot of work that may have been good work, but simply didn't fit the Renko. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick, Nick and I have done 
a little bit of work on, on Renku. We didn't get very far with it, Mick, did we, um, if I remember rightly? But... Oh, we, we, we got a few verses in and, and then we, <laughs> we've, we've kind of stalled, but I, I, I'm sure we'll pick it up again. We may well pick it up again, but I think what we decided was that we didn't, the verses that we'd written didn't go to waste because they were good verses in and of themselves and they could be usefully used elsewhere. Well, we, we, we didn't lose them, Nick, I think. We, yeah. I would just like to ask you to read the Renku again. Drinking Moonrise. Folding chairs after her memorial, evening downpour. At the repast, my shoes still wet from the grass. Mourners move away, sun and moon together now, voices drift. A blackbird singing deeper into the night. Insomnia spinning the white album until dawn. Buddha's sunken eyes won't shut off that bright light. Crimson silk curtains sway in the soft breeze. Rowan berries. Dancing over the abyss. A rhythm of maple leaves before the fall. I wipe cobwebs from the rusty rake. A ringtone in the tree, only a starling. Golden hour, a horizon set on fire. Plum wine, drinking moonrise from your lips. One thousand and one nights slowly fills the Big Dipper. Flooding the eyes in a cosmic blur, memories. All the tiny flakes of snow. Shifting winds. Volcanic ash settles on the cobblestones. A lizard slithers this way and that. A woman recites a sutra, early morning mist. Waiting for a train that never arrives. A cricket song holding up the walls in the empty hall. Amaryllis stalks blooms on antique wallpaper. Determination without emotion, scentless. A faded boutonniere in her jewelry box. Rich blacks, pearly whites, sharing the wedding album with her granddaughter. A smartphone snap, a crunch of crisps. First kiss, the taste of popcorn. 30 pieces of silver in the pocket of Judas. Sunflower seeds stuck in uncombed beard, a weeping cough. Escape from darkness to brilliant sunshine. Hustle and bustle overwhelm the senses, vertigo. Black Friday, the storm lasts all weekend. Under the duvet, I listen to the wind, to the rain. Karma unravels, back to the beginning. Endless troubles, driftwood under the bridge. 
old friends gather around the table once more. It was great. Thank you very much. And I, I have to thank you all, not just for creating this lovely piece of work, but for finding the time to come and talk to us today. I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase Michael Dillon Welsh here, who said that creating links and shifts between two often fragmentary parts is perhaps the most difficult art that haiku has to offer, but also its greatest reward. And I really hope you found creating this magical piece of work was its own reward. Thank you all very, very much. So there you have it. Do email me with feedback on your thoughts about our Renku and let me know if you'd like to take part in the next one. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do please go to the website, sign up for our mailing if you're not already on it. And if you have some spare change, please buy the podcast a coffee. I'm saving up for an intern I could do with the help and it would be nice to give someone help with work experience. Now next month, Tyrone MacDonald will be coming along for a reading and a chat. Do come back on the last Wednesday of the month and enjoy the next Poetry P reading. And if you have a haiku or haibun book that you'd like to read to us, do let me know. And don't forget to catch up with the Haiku P podcast and maybe even write a haiku or two for us and be featured on that podcast or in the Poetry P journal. Until next time, keep writing. If there's anything missing from the show notes, do please send me an email and I'll put it right. Ciao!